get 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 comfortable for a cold open. And you know. Hey, welcome to Answer the Hit. That's good. That's way solid. better than I, what I would have done. I, I come in all mousy, you know. Oh yeah. Hey everybody. You guys wanted a cold open, right? Yeah. Right? Welcome. This is NPR. Welcome to Is It a Hit? Um, I'm Max, and uh, my friends. You guys are my friends, right? Great. Yes. Uh, well, I can't keep doing that the entire time. I got to be myself. Can't be this uh, this mousy character I just created. But maybe I'll save that in the back pocket for an improv class or something. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was going to be the character. My, my NPR character was going to be the person that lets you listen to them breathe for 30 seconds. My NPR character for a while was Diane Ream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Diane Ream. I just <laughs> awoke from a 400-year slumber, and I'm still alive, I think. I like uh, I like horny uh, Diane Ream. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, take me, Patrick. I'm just like, yes, Diane. I've waited so long for this. He's like, <laughs> me do and, what you will. Me and my sugar daddy, Kojo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so wet right now. Yeah. Is this okay? <laughs> no, it's pretty no, wrong. Not gonna, let's cut out the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it should have another cold open. Because yeah, let's do another cold open. <laughs> <laughs> First off, sexy Diane Reem is okay. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, fucking, we gotta be sex positive, you fucking losers. This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's gonna buy that. Is it a hit? Yeah, I don't know Diane Ream, never met her. Uh, uh, but I'd listened to her a lot in my morning commute when I lived in D.C. And uh, great. She got uh, harder than a blue chew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, not to knock blue chew at all. They are our uh, we'll value we'll- sponsor. We'll get they him back. Paying us this week either. That's fine. Um, all right, let's uh, let's kick off the show. Hey, welcome to another episode of Is It a Hit? I'm Max. Uh, this is a podcast where me and uh, my co-host Pat and my other co-host Nate we all talk for a bit and. Um, after a while, uh, Nate will find some interesting things we're talking about, and he'll make a song about it. Listen kind up of, here. Uh, Listen up here, Max. <laughs> this opening is too cold. I asked for a nice, lukewarm opening. <laughs> Your Pat asked for a hot opening. He came in hot. This is this is too I'll cold. We got to heat it up. We got to heat it up. Hey, guys, I'm Pat. That's um, what I'm talking about. This we're is in the a, club. This is a this is a there's a show. What do we call the show? Is this is this is it was a hit. hit? Is it a hit? Is and it in, a hit? Is, is it this, a hit? Is that's, this was hit? Yes, that's the is one. this was yeah. hit? If right. you if the song that Nate sings is a hit, this is the podcast for one to listen and then also to rate and then decide. Guys, I'm sorry. Here here's what well, we do. You're hot. Hot. That's all that matters. You're painted to be. You're painted to be hot. 
here's what we do, people. We're hungry. We're hungry for money. We're hungry for hits. We're going to read you a lot of advertising. <laughs> Everything we do, there's a, there's a corporate sponsor that, that lies in, the, in the, the fertile, supple underbelly of everything we do and say. Number two, my name is Nasty A. The Sharp. This is Pat, and this is Max, and uh, they, are, they are A&R reps extraordinary. They are tastemakers. They have their finger on the pulse of the people. And do you know what the people want? Well, they want puddle of mud. mud. Yeah, they want puddle of, puddle of mud. Puddle of mud. Puddle of mud. <laughs> the evangelical right needs more puddle of mud. He sings the song of their people. A lot of people don't know Puddle of Mud is a Christian rock band. Oh, boy. I hope this isn't the first episode people are listening to. <laughs> Do you think P.O.D. just stands for Puddle of Mud? Let's get a song. Let's get a song going where you got you, you have some wild or really weird exclamations. Fusha is peak nonsense to scream. I Fusha? did like the nonsense in last week's song. Yeah. Like I forget. We didn't talk about that, but yeah. you also listen to us because, you know, we, we love the nonsense lyrics uh, for listen from previous shows. We talked about, uh, well, Rusted Root. A lot of oh, axles, yeah. rose, a lot of, a lot of. He did put a little stank on some weird, weird, weird words. I noticed that as well. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it, it sold. I mean, it sold tickets. It sold, sold merch, and he knew yeah. he knew what sells. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I wake up most mornings and roll out of bed, and I just stretch. And I go. <laughs> that was a good stretch noise. Yeah. Yeah. Scare yeah. your kids awake. It's permeated my entire being. Axel Rose's <laughs> sex grunts. That's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Last week's episode, as we can uh, recap, was was great. You know, definitely a lot of effort there. It was about Tony, the strip club DJ, uh, and it was uh, definitely the best yet. Agreed. So can't wait to get topped. Can't wait for something better. Um, only can give you maybe like three days this time. So we'll just see what happens there. But, uh, expectations are high and the budget is low. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We are leaking like a sieve. All the money that we get from Patreon, all the money that we skim off the top from these, uh, clearly fictitious and, uh, broken, uh, contests that you guys are sending your money into all that. We are just spending it as fast as we get it. In fact, since this show and since the amount of money that we've been getting from our patrons, I've somehow gone into debt. So we really need you guys to kick those donations back up. If you want to pay the $5, um, a month for a uh, one second podcast per day, we've been doing that for people where they chip in $5 per month. And every single day you get a one second podcast, um, typically, 
Yeah, like it's a lot of sex noises. We've been getting into like, you know, really enjoying screaming nonsense, fusha, um, and the different ways to scream fusha. We've been doing that for a second. But uh, people have been doing that for some reason. We don't understand why. It's the least amount of content we've ever produced for the most amount of money. Um, if we have to do more one-second podcasts every single day, we will. Again, that's only 31 seconds, really, of content that we have to produce. But you guys are really just paying it. You know, you're paying stuff, and we don't understand why, but we are here to take advantage of you. I can't say I love you. I won't say I love you, but I will exploit you. So thank you for that. Right. Um, so uh, last week's episode, we, uh, we kind of left off. Uh, like we might start this week talking about a certain film director named Paul Verhoeven. Oh is that yeah, where, is that where you want to? You want oh, to yeah. go with this? Sure. Okay. I mean, who is Paul Verhoeven? I don't. I don't know. I'm not familiar wanna... with your your Verners and your Herx Gogs and your Verhovens. <laughs> well, I'm not into I, it. Uh, so. Paul Verhoeven is a um, uh, probably German uh, director, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, but he he made uh, several films uh, back in the um, late '80s, early '90s, uh, specifically uh, RoboCop, uh, Starship Troopers, oh, Starship uh, Troopers, Basic Instinct. I believe he did. Did and, he really? Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, and he also did uh, Showgirls. So, and they're all very uh, graphic in one way or another. Uh, sometimes it's violence. Sometimes it's depiction of, you know, sex. Um, but they're, they're, if you watch them all in a row, like I did this weekend, <laughs> um, you're, you're going to pick up a very unique style. Like there's that part in RoboCop where they're, you know, demonstrating that robot in like that boardroom and the robot malfunctions and just like starts shooting this guy. And yeah. it literally keeps shooting him because it's not functioning. <laughs> and it shoots him for like literally a minute in the movie. And it's just like, just, you know, there's just so much stuff popping out of this guy's chest. And he's been dead the entire time. And it just will not stop shooting him. And it's so violent. And in like Starship Troopers, there's just like people getting like their legs ripped off and oh, stuff. Oh, it's awesome. It is. Yeah. Starship Troopers is the movie. Like, I saw that movie as a young teenager, and it was exactly what I needed to see. It was exactly everything I wanted. It was like, there's guys, they go to space, and they're Marines, and then they, like, there's these aliens, and they're like, Wah! Like, I'm almost certain that the way, like, it, it just like everything my little teenage heart desired was in that movie. A guy immediately gets bit in half by a by an insect monster. It's amazing, dude. It's so good. And he's he's like a genius with like nobody. Everybody talks shit about like his dialogue and like his like stilted characters, but he has fucking sayings that will not leave your head. I'll buy that for a dollar. Bam! Right? Yeah. It's an ugly planet. It's a bug planet. Like that shit's never gonna leave my fucking head, man. This guy is a genius with like specific like. I don't know how to say it, but like very specific parts of his movies and dialogue, like they will never leave your brain. Ever. Yeah. There's this part in RoboCop where, uh, when the, you know, main character, uh, RoboCop 
uh, is about to become, you know, get horribly disfigured and then become RoboCop. He, uh, the, the, the main bad guy, he, like, literally takes a shotgun and, like, blows the main character's hand off. And yeah. he's like, give the man a hand. <laughs> he says that to all of his, uh, his cronies. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And the, guy, the cop is just like, ah, And he's definitely <laughs> very gratuitous with, like, blood. And it's like a very close-up shot of a hand getting blown off. It's just, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, it's it's a, it's unique. It's uh, it's definitely you know a directing style that you just don't see ever. I mean, you'll get you'll get a lot of like you know guys who love the gore like Eli Roth and Sam Raimi sometimes, uh, but it, the way that Paul Verhoeven does it, it's just it's it's crazy. Oh, it's batshit crazy. It's perfect. It's perfect, dude. And and you're you're omitting the part of that that scene that's the best part is that red the dad from that 70s show correct yes he's shooting off he's just blowing this guy apart he's also like he's like he's uh he's just having a day of it yeah like he's like yeah he's like yeah it's god he's like moving the gun and like making these weird noises it is i mean his that's the weirdest thing is that his characters are like cartoonish yes and they make you feel like you're watching like a Saturday morning cartoon and like yeah. the way that they talk and act is so childish. And then it's just like he flips the script on you with like overt violence so hard that your brain can't like like it's like hard to mash them together. It's, it, it really is like he's just like a grown man that knows exactly what a teenage boy wants. Like yeah. it's just enough dialogue, it's just enough character for it to be called a movie. But like, <laughs> like Starship Trooper isn't about three friends. Starship Troopers is about going and killing some fucking bugs, <laughs> and also <laughs> seeing eyes get fucking just disfigured. Yeah, and uh, Doogie Howser's in it, so that's good. Yeah, Doogie Howser's great. Touches a fat bug, and he's like. It's afraid. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. He touches that fat bug. It's so good. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Well, okay. We could go down this path right there, or we could ask ourselves, is this what we want the song to be about this week? You talking some hyper-violent yeah, cartoons there, Max? You hot for that? Uh, well, could, could be. Yeah, as we as we we should check in with with nasty Nate Sharp so that he can use his like you know doweling rod or whatever. What's it called when they try to find water? What's that called? I think it's called dowsing rod. rod. I think you're you're dowsing. right on. I think it's dowsing. But anyway, as you as you, as you as you as you peruse the 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 horrorscape that is our our hot takes and, and weird love of Paul Beerhoven. As uh, as you're using your dowsing rod, do you do, do you feel the tides, the the water, the wells of of a hit in in that area? Should we keep going down that vein, or do you need us to try to find you know deeper waters? Yeah, do you, have, for you? do you have any topics that you may have you know pre-written things about that you want <laughs> you want to interject into? what we're talking about just so we can kind of veer a certain way and then, you know, give you some more stuff to write about. You got anything like that? Well, um, 
That's not death races. That's uh, you guys uh, ever been in a death race in 1989? <laughs> yeah, that's most of them. Most of my pages in my notebook are just different iterations of the word death race. All right, there's there's two other very famous movies that Paul Verhoeven directed, and I failed to mention that. Total before. Recall, dog. Total Recall, yep. And do you know the other one? Uh, are you going to say Hollow Man? Yep, he did fucking Hollow Man. I forgot. Oh. That one's so weird. I mean, you see Kevin uh, 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 Kevin Bacon's, like, invisible Ick. penis in it. It's yeah. so weird. Like, the way that they show it's, like, just weird that they, like, show it real quickly. But it's in, like, a heat map, isn't it? It's like, yeah. why do we need to pan up from the ground to see Kevin Bacon's Kevin penis? Bacon like, it's not, showed he's literally an invisible man. During that time, though, dude. But that's, yeah, that's hilarious. But Wild Things, yeah. do you remember that movie? Like I'll never forget see, it. <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't need to see fucking Kevin Bacon's dong in that movie, but he definitely like went out of his way. It was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll get naked. I'm getting naked in this movie. They did not need to show his dick, but they totally did. I have a question. Yeah. So I've only seen the network TV release of Wild Things. Classic <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Second. Oh, my God. I can't think of a more worthless. Jesus Christ. Hold on. Stop. I know you have another thing to think to like add here, but I can't think of a more useless version. Like that's the worst thing I can think of. Like a neutered wild things. The only reason you're watching wild things is for fucking Nev Bill Campbell Murray, yeah. to make out with Denise Richards fucking topless. That's the only reason you're watching it. Why would you watch a network version of that? It's like I'm gonna take I'm gonna watch this movie that's awful, that has no redeeming qualities save one. I'm gonna watch it just for fucking an hour and a half with commercials. And I'm not even going to see the best part. I think that movie is actually pretty, like, highly regarded. Like, no I, fucking way. I I remember it being like, you know, I think I think Roger Ebert gave it like three out of four stars. He would. I think no, I had that, I think would. I had like that yearbook. He would. He that would. Guy has a weird, like, very unpredictable taste in movies, which is why I always read him. Dude, this is not like Boogie Nights, where like the subject matter is uh, is overt. And they just do everything else like perfectly. Like it's just like really well written and people oh, are just like acting yeah. perfectly. That and it's, movie like, is great. For so the listeners good. at home, stop what you, stop this. Go watch stop. United, Come back. I love that part where uh where Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. And he's just like crying. Man, that's amazing acting, dude. So good. Yeah. Well, so good. I don't want to, I don't want to neglect Nate. We could tend to overtalk him and I want to make sure his points is heard. <laughs> so you've heard, the, you've seen the TV version of wild things. Yeah. We'll come back to, to Boogie so, Nights at some point. Case because I, the movie's I, great. I'm wondering, <laughs> here's what I don't believe about the movie hollow man. <laughs> I don't believe. Well, I have a question. This is a, this is a question. It's about the state of TV special effects. Now I know infrared cameras existed. I want to know, is that a digital or artistic recreation of what Kevin Spacey's heat map would look like that explicitly shows his penis? Um, And has anyone compared? (laughs) I think it's probably Kevin Spacey. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, maybe Kevin Spacey was in these movies, too. He might have they might have just cut him out. I mean, they refilmed all the scenes, refilmed all the scenes. <laughs> like they did with that one. Right. 
Which uh, one? Uh, the one where he, you know, got, I don't know, was it Me Too'd? And they were like, we're going to reshoot his scenes for this movie. And then oh, I didn't uh, know they did that. They did it for, uh, it's this movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, he plays, uh, oh, man, uh, Jay, uh, uh, what is it, John Paul Getty or something, the richest man in the world, and uh, they literally refilmed his scenes with Christopher Christopher Plummer, and then Christopher Plummer, I think, was immediately nominated for an Oscar after that. Like, really? He, he shot, reshot all of Kevin Spacey's scenes in, like, eight days, and they got it out for, like, a Christmas release, and... It was like, yep, this deserves an Oscar. Holy shit. Win, but it was, I mean, Christopher Plummer, great actor. I did not uh, know this. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I check it out. It's uh, like they even released a trailer with Kevin Spacey in it, like in, you know, what, September or whatever, like preparing for a, well, uh, you know, award season release. And then Kevin Spacey's career took a, quite a tumble. And then uh, they're like, yeah, we're not going to release this movie with him in it. We're going to reshoot all the scenes. And they and, just reshot all the scenes in like a two week period, and yeah, pretty crazy. Kevin Kevin Spacey's the the way he responded to the Me Tooing was the most hilarious of everyone's. Where he's like he's getting Me Too, and he just like show, he comes out and he's like he's I'm like be, I'm well, gay now, I'm gay. yeah. And yep, people were like, that's, that's why I did this do? because I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, people, people were like, what do we do? It's like uh, we can't. I I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'll leave him alone. Uh, and the, he just. Kind of, and people were like, "Is he doing this so people will just leave him alone?" And he was like, "Uh huh." And then people still did. He just like this a smoke bomb. He just threw a smoke bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's the funny Fade thing. It's like people were like, "Yeah, you you don't get to just come out as gay and avoid repercussions of getting yeah. me too trying to diddle some fucking kids." And he's just like, "Are you sure?" And then the media was like, oh, "I guess you you win that one, Kev." All right. I mean, he. he... I don't think he's worked since, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, well. Anyway, he's living Kevin off. Bacon. He's, you know, he's Kevin got a porno. Go on. Or, Nate, Listen, go on. He's sorry. living off of Kevin his Bacon. wild things royalties. It's okay. So here's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm gonna, let's see, back to Kevin Bacon. Did anyone compare right. his heat-mapped penis in Hollow Man to his actual dong, to his actual dong <laughs> and wild things, because I don't believe that he showed his penis in Hollow Man. And if it is his actual penis, like that is method acting <laughs> to, an, to a degree that now, like you were talking about Christopher Plummer, this is Oscar worthy shit being like, I want you to take a real live thermal image of my nude body so that that the heat map outline of my hot Kevin Bacon dong is available for all the movie going public to see for the low low price of uh well seven fifty a ticket if you're a senior. Movie theaters, those are great. Yeah. Uh I miss them. Uh yeah, you know. That's good. So you think uh you, you think we should uh stick, do is there any uh, topics you wanna wanna interject with? Well let me see what I have so any? far. Let me tell you what I have so far. Just so you all know. Okay. All right, I have horny Diane Ream. I have, <laughs> but remember that that was before the the new cold. Oh, no, we're right? leaving that shit in. That shit's right. too good. <laughs> we got it. It's well, it might be before the new cold open, but it is solidified in the notes. Um, we have Fashaw. Um, we have uh-huh. RoboCop and hyperviolent cartoons, and generally uh, child branding of ultraviolent um, content which I'm fascinated by. Yeah. 
And then, um, yeah, I have a note so that just says, for fucking Robocop. yeah, it's a real horror scape. And I have a note that says horror scape <laughs> and it has an arrow next to it. And it says, make a horror scape. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't make a horror scape. Ugh, bad notes. So, all right, you got that. Um, what else do we need to go over? Is there anything else? I, I think, you know, you well, do have... Go ahead. I wanted to emphasize the the nonsense exclam- exclamatory. Now, remember, the fascia is a prominent part of that song. <laughs> like, it opens the song, and what then you're happy when song? it gets back to what it. What is this song that you're speaking of? <laughs> it's a it's POD called, song. It's called Here Comes the Boom. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Man, I was just gonna play oh, the fucking I, guitar. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they a Christian band? What is here comes the boom. Yeah, have to do with dude, Jesus. <laughs> it's about the rapture. Back to a puddle of mud. We shall return. For puddle of mud. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> Was that from like two episodes ago? That Sorry. Was from the last, last episode. Was, yeah. That was from about was 15 minutes ago. <laughs> such a good joke. POD stands for bottle of mud. Oh. So good. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of losing it over here. I'm be, if I'm being honest, I don't think you have much more time with it. I'm just laughing at everything. Yeah, but it's great, <laughs> great content. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So you got hellscapes. You got fashas. You got uh, ooh hellscapes. I was going straight horror escapes, but I like hellscapes. Horror escapes. Well, hellscapes <laughs> is great for death race. We write death this race down in hellscape. red. Yeah, you are itching um, for more death race. Yeah. Are you uh, are you looking to get into any new styles, any new genres of music? Well, I am. I'm looking here. I'm looking more into get into an ambient sound. I don't listen Ugh. to Sting. Here's the thing. I, I, no, I, I there's don't. no Anya. ambient. There's Anya. no ambient hits. Enya. What Enya about, what about Enya? Oh, and what about where Sting that, has that, that guy go? I dream of rain. La la. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, well, I mean, Sting, you know. That was popular for like two days in 1993. And those were two great days. <laughs> that's the, you don't get to pretend like that's like his whole fight. And that's like the least known song by Sting. Ironically, it's the same length as Sting's sax. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking takes too long. Speed it up, Sting. My mom had that album. That album sucked dick. It, it, it wasn't up for like a bunch of Grammys too. Like it yeah, was a classic. It was Sting. an instant classic, and probably Sting's highest selling solo record. Dude, it, it was definitely like a very unique. Like it, it, it stands on its own. Like he has a whole bunch of hits back in the eighties, and then this stupid like Purple Rose stuff and Desert Rose, not Purple Rose, Desert yeah. Rose. And like I, yeah, not a fan. My mom also had it. Uh, what was the what was the one where like the devil's in it? Like, there's like an interlude where the devil's talking, and like I just I don't remember what he says, but like 
he's like, we've got thieves, we've got Brad. And he's like, it's just like the devil talking. And then like it ends with him laughing and being like, <laughs> breaks over. And like, <laughs> I think you're you're thinking of uh, of th- of uh, thriller. No, I'm not. Oh, speaking of That's thriller and speaking of how we're running out of money, um, does this mean that the Quincy Jones collab is off? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's uh, he he emailed us uh, this past week. Uh, we, we're uh, we're off. I don't want to bring it up now on the podcast because it's kind of a downer. But yeah, we've been dropped by Quincy. Um, he was going to be our guest host next week. He's big into improv, uh, but it's not going to work out. I'm sorry, man. I know that you and Quincy have been doing a lot of uh, improv work together, so that sucks. Yeah, he's in my level two class. He's he's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, one of these days it'll all line up and everybody will be happy to do it. You know, yeah. So one of these days it'll all work out for old Quincy. <laughs> yeah. He's had it pretty rough lately. Yeah, um. Did you at all take this? Did you put anything about Starship Troopers in your notes, Nate? No, not yet, but I will. I uh, let me. Put yeah, you really Starship should. Troopers there. I need to watch this movie. It's so violent. It's awesome. It's. I so, think like, you could write a lot of content from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we don't need to have this podcast. Every how, night. how many Denise Richards <laughs> yeah. movies do I need to watch to understand where you all are coming from? Should I watch <laughs> The World Is Not Enough? Oh, oh man, man. Great. no! Her, uh, her, name, her name in the movie is uh, Doctor Christmas. Christmas and Jones. At the very end, when James, yeah, <laughs> was, Christmas Jones. Yeah. Maybe it's not Christmas right. Jones. Like that. that might be something else. But yeah, but at the very end, when James Bond is having <laughs> having sex with her, of course, the line he says is, "Well, Christmas came early this year." <laughs> great. I mean, I feel like they wrote. That character's <laughs> name just for that line. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, just for that one line. Yeah. Um, I remember really liking that one though. Yeah, that's the one where uh where the guy from the full Monty is the bad guy, which is hilarious. Oh yeah, he's like missing I, uh... an eyeball. Got a golden eye uh, or something. It's, 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 oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> James, James Bond villains. <laughs> like every single one of them's missing an eye or has an eye patch or some fucking shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of bummed that we uh, didn't get a chance to see this most recent one. They're they're pushing it back further until theaters are open. Um, it's pretty good. I remember a uh, a girl sat me down to watch what's his name? Who's the new James Bond? What's his name? Daniel Craig. Yeah, she sat me down to watch the Daniel Craig movie and was just like, "Isn't Which this one? the best movie? The what? The first Where, one? The, oh, the James Bond, <laughs> not, not one of the like, James Bond movies." Yeah, it's like no, it's when he's he's James Bond and, he's, and uh, it's his like first one. She's like, "Isn't this great? Isn't this amazing?" And I was like, "I think you just really like Daniel Craig. I don't know. This yeah. is okay." You but just like, keep showing me the part where his shirt's off. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he has a lot of shirtless, agonizing shower scenes in that movie. <laughs> that's what i'm saying is that like that like you get like the the argument for that movie is like james bond is back and he's grittier than ever in this latest james bond he's tied to a chair and just they wail on his nuts <laughs> <laughs> it's like a huge part of that movie yeah and it's so graphic it's just like him getting wailed on in the nuts <laughs> it's just so, god damn it and yeah. like they're trying to like class it up. <laughs> that's like a huge that's like the linchpin of the movie. Yeah, that part is pretty great too. 
<laughs> when he like the way he did it, where he's like swinging that thing under the chair and it's destroying his nuts. Oh man! <laughs> Just fucking wailing on his fucking nuts. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we could talk for days about that scene. Um, do a real uh, frame by frame ever- breakdown. Do they ever like mention that after it? Like, does anybody ever ask? James, how James, why are? can't you have children? Oh, <laughs> my nuts were wailed on back in back in back in my first job. No, I'm serious though. He gets wailed on hard enough for it to like be a talking point. Like, you need to bring it up because it was <laughs> such a huge part of the movie. Like, it's weird that like he'll just he because like didn't he like do running scenes and shit after that? Uh, maybe not. That was right at the end of the movie, and I think wasn't in that that like part of the movie. But like, okay. it it there's more. I guess there might have been an action scene after that. But uh, man, what if like just like Q and M just like make fun of him for the entirety of the series? I'm <laughs> like, oh James, how are your balls? Full <laughs> of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spot of a spot of jelly. A spot of... <laughs> Oh, that's all I know. That's my British impression. Please contact uh, my voiceover uh, rep representation at AMR. They will uh, get to you if you need any voiceover work because I do a lot of British accents. Yeah. You can always, you know, go to max.com at dog.stink. Just send him a quick email. Yep. What like, would you looking for? Iceland? Jolly good. What do you what do you that think the good. the going rate is for for real British people on Fiverr versus just American what's, people what's who can Fiverr? do a that solid British accent on Fiverr? <laughs> what, what's, what's the rate on Fiverr? Five. What is Fiverr? It's where you pay like five bucks to get someone to do things that you used to get professionals to do. So, like, what's an example? Like you know, like a British voiceover from a non-Brit. Oh, okay. And they, so it's all like remote work stuff. It's not like, hey, can you paint my house? Yeah, For no, $5? you can't paint, paint a house on Fiverr. <laughs> you could. It just takes for fucking ever. I think generally well, speaking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up Fiverr. It's uh, you know, it's for the kind of work that that doesn't produce anything real. You know, we're all just manipulating ones and zeros here. So no painting houses. No giving a massage, no blood transfusions, just you know, manipulating <laughs> screens <laughs> and sounds. Can I have a liver transplant on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're All gonna right. need it. All right. Well, it's a, it's a good that, good liver yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, gig, gig economy. <laughs> Um, so you got everything right. you need there? Yeah. Yeah. What do you you think you got it all? Uh, I think I got what we need. I think I got what we need. You know, we got our horny Diane Reams. We got our sounds. We got our James Bonds, our Robocops, our Starship Troopers, our Denise Richard movies all taking place <laughs> in one single uh, horror scape that is the, the dream of staying in the desert. <sighs> So I'll try my best because this sounds like a real hit y'all have come up with here. And, you know, for five bucks, I'll try to put it all together for you. Oh, shit, I got to pay for the last five weeks. Yeah. Just Uh, remember the the phrase, it's an ugly planet, it's a bug planet. 
a good phrase. Do you think that Terry Gross uh, resents Diane Reem? Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Because, like, I you know. It's not going in the song, though, right? No. I think this is all too, too no. inside. Listen, I'm not, as we've discussed before, these songs are for everybody. And Terry Gross and Diane Reem, they appeal to a small, smaller subset of America known as public radio listeners. And do you know what they don't play on public radio? Well, they don't play high FM hits. That's true. Except when they, like, interview the people. Yeah, I mean, Terry Gross will interview the people and play an eight-second snippet of their hot hits and then talk to Ting about his tantra. We don't need that. We need dreams of rain, L.A.L.A. <laughs> yodel lady, it's like the laziest yodeling. Oh, I hated that fucking album. Yeah, got any album recommendations before we go? Oh, the slider by T Rex. I've, to... <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to Built to Spill. I think it's called The Plan. I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Yeah, okay. Built to Spill. Ooh, Built to Spill, that's a nice band. Dayton, Ohio. Classic. Classic. Yeah, I saw Ohio Built to sound. Spill with, the, uh, with the, uh, the butthole surfers, and it's the most frightening concert I've ever been to. Because I'm not familiar with like the butthole surfers' music other than Pepper. And, uh, and man, I was. They didn't play anything that sounded like Pepper. I don't think they played anything that sounded like a song. Like I, I literally, I thought when I, when I started to listen to them, I was like, okay, I just don't get this. I'll, they'll like play a song I'll get and I'll like be able to like see the structure and enjoy it. They played for like an hour and a half and not once did I think this is a song. That's how weird they were. Well, you know, that's better than what we can say. Well, did you mean to go to a uh, Crash I, I was... Test Dummies concert? I get those two bands confused oh, yeah. a lot, and they are very different. Except yeah, for that one yeah. song where they sing about the mm-mms, which sounds like it could be the just the butthole surfers. Yeah, I've never heard a butthole surfer song before. I just laughed you at have. them too much. and I It's Pepper. Pepper. It's the one oh, where he, he talks like about, avalanche. you know. Coming down the mountain. I can I taste you on my lips. Sometimes the image as it grows. There you go. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. You've never heard that song? Nope. Wow. Uh, I think that was like a huge hit. It was massive. Was, uh, it was sting I, I, level. I, I, I listened to this week. I listened to the uh, that uh, David Byrne and St. Vincent album from a couple years ago. Ooh. I thought that was pretty good. That's a nice album. I like St. Vincent. She's fucking yeah. a, a guitar fucking. Yeah, it's good stuff. So I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, listening to a lot of Talking Heads lately, mostly because my son's into it a lot. Like, he's only six, but he uh, he likes it. He even, like, stopped making sense when I showed it to him, which I'm surprised. Oh, cool. I, didn't, I didn't think kids could like. I've been hearing a lot of Killer. He loves Psycho Killer. Yeah, we even had to tell him to stop saying it in class. <laughs> cool yeah he's got a i think a solid taste in music uh 
I mean, just because it's stuff I like. Uh, but like he'll, I used to drive him to school, and then he would like the whole way for like a month. He would. Well, it's only like an eight minute drive to school, but he would always ask for like the same song for a whole like month in a row. So like I learned, like I learned like we didn't start the fire because he really liked that song for a little while. Yeah. And we played it like twice on the way to school, and then twice on the way home because that's all he wanted to listen to. And so now I know all the words to we didn't start the fire. So that's great. <laughs> but cool. uh, yeah, but I've been uh, been meaning to see this uh, that new. Um, that uh, David Byrne, you know, American Utopia movie on HBO Max. So I think we'll try and watch that once I get HBO Max. And he really wants to see it because he keeps asking about the new Talking Heads movie. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I couldn't do, like, music. Like, I couldn't, like, pay attention to music at that age. I didn't understand uh, what the words were. Like, listen. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was all gobbledygook. Yeah. And to be fair, well, it was likes, the 90s. Uh, he'll pick up parts that... He'll pick up parts he can relate to, like that part in Life During Wartime when he talks about some groceries, some peanut butter. He likes that part a lot. Um, so, so it's more like parts to songs, and then yeah. it, it'll, you know, he'll he'll ask for songs with like specific parts, and then, but then, you know, like uh, I forget what was the part he asked about, and uh, and uh, we didn't start the fire, but it was you know one of the random parts in the song, and then he all you know also sings lyrics incorrectly, which is adorable. You know, it's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, excited to see that new David Byrne movie. Anyway, yeah, so that's uh, pop culture. It's pop culture corner on Is It a Hit? Um, Yeah, anything else you guys got before we sign off? Ah, dog. That's all I got. I think we're good. I'm 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 really All ready right. to dig into this sting music. You're the talent as long as you're happy. Here's what here's what you're gonna do. Uh, you're you're gonna make me do. I'm gonna set up a quadraphonic sound system. I do not know how to do this. It's probably gonna involve about four cassette players at once. I do not have four cassette players, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna have Diane Ream coming in the front. We're gonna have that Sting <laughs> album on the left. We're gonna have Oingo Boingo on the right. And we're going to have Danny, only Danny the most Elfman. violent scenes from Starship Troopers just looping <laughs> in the back. Uh, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, I mean, it sounds like a uh, like an interpretive art piece. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the concert film around it. I am excited. I did like the... Uh, like the, the. So did you pick the name Tony for the last song? Because it kind of sounds like Tommy. Did you did you all mention some strip club DJ named Tony during the whole thing? Like that's I like a name. Tony. I think I might have said it. We'll listen back to the episode, but yeah. I might have said like Tony. Like, or I think maybe we did at some point. I feel like that's a name I would have just said. That I think that might have done it. I was just walking the okay. dog, and it was like, oh, you know, yeah, Tony, strip club DJ, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> porno. This is you did a really good job, man. Like you, you can make these like songs that exist yeah. in another place. You're like, gonna you make can... me so rich, my kids won't have to go to college. Yeah, you yeah, get you cool. get writers credits on all of these. So if any of them sell to the point that we don't have to work, <clears throat> well, now it's split in three, so we all still have to work. And I think we've done a good job at not 
directly referencing too many song lyrics that'll get us in hot water with the legal with the legal department. We can say lyrics as much as we want. It's it's the use of the song. Like if we but, were to like, but I, feel, we, but I feel like people like if they say like didn't like Lizzo take a, a song lyric that she read on Twitter and then that she just ended up get, having to give not having to but I think she willingly gave that person like a writing in her song because uh-huh. I, that's what I, I heard. I'm like, man, if we're just like saying things here and then it just gets put into a song, it's like, oh crap, that was a something I uh, heard somewhere. I don't think we have to worry about it. I think we're good. You might be right. Yeah. But I don't think we gotta worry about it. Well mate, you got what you need. Let's how about you how about we go to a commercial break and we'll see you again in a week. All right. This is gonna be a long commercial. Well, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. You've heard them on every podcast. Why wouldn't they give us money too? And you know what, Nate? I grew up, every time someone's looked at my balls, they've gone, yuck. You know, and I just grew up thinking I had yucky balls. But with Manscaped, I was like, hey, I got a whole new lease on life. You know, my bits aren't going to be so yucky. And so I trimmed them up. No pain, no blood. You know, I, 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 I felt around on there and my my plums were happy. They gave me the thumbs up. I was like, I got to get that checked out. But, uh, you know, the next person I showed them to, they still were not excited to see my nuts. And I learned a hard lesson is that um, nuts aren't great. But here's the thing. Escaped made them better. My balls say. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, that's the first time we've heard that song, and we're happy to be. Oh, here. that one didn't go either. Hold on. Uh, Welcome back. All right. Okay. Uh, you know what? That one was okay. I was really unhappy with the other ones because they were off tempo and they didn't they, they didn't they didn't like you know culminate in a pleasing way to my ear. But that last one, pretty good. All right. What do you those think this ones? podcast is not a hit. <laughs> this new one, hit. Yeah, for the listeners at home, that's the first time we've heard that uh, comeback music. I guess is what we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, comeback music comeback. for sure. Yeah, that is comeback a, music, um, and uh, we uh, we like it. It hit, yeah. and uh, we're gonna keep using it. Hope we recorded this time. Me too. <laughs> I just pressed uh, for that one roll to stop recording, and now it's just sort of coming up blank. But I think I think it's there. I have no idea how any always, of this works. You can add it in post. It's oh, add it in post. Yeah, uh, so for, uh, you know, everyone's benefit, because I imagine that uh, our listener, as they listen to this podcast, they get to an ad break or a break in the show, and then they just stop listening. Yeah. Uh, So um, let's do a quick refresher about what we talked about recently. Listen, here's what you we know, talked I, about. Let me bring out these yeah, notes. Nate's got his notepad. I, I got the notepad. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what we actually talked about. It matters what Nate heard. Listen, <laughs> we're going to go through the notes again, even though if you heard on this podcast three minutes ago, we just said the notes. We're talking. We're talking. 
uh, nonsense exclamatory statements. We're talking um, horny Sam, Diane Ream, uh, RoboCop, hyperviolent yeah. start cartoons. I did watch Starship Troopers last night. Um, nice. Horrorscape or Hellscapes? Make a horrorscape is the note. Uh, Sting, <laughs> I Dream of Rain, uh, Sweet Desert Rose, L A L A, and Wailing on Daniel Craig, James Bond's nuts. <laughs> that is pretty close. That's pretty. Oh, we did that. Yeah, you also have to. the The reason that we talked about wailing on nuts was because it, it was the juxtaposition of how the 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 property was like. We're adult now. We're gritty, and this is realistic, James Bond. <laughs> and they just went to town on the guy's old testes, which is very childish. So it's fine. Yes. Yeah. What if the guy just gave him a bunch of tippers? Tippers? Yeah. You don't remember tippers? Is that a thing? You guys never did that in school? No. What's that? Where, where young boys walk up to their friends or enemies and they'll like whack them in the tip of the penis. Oh, we like, called it Jimmy know, Taps. Like, yeah. Jimmy Taps. Yeah. That, okay. Sure. That sounds like a thing. But what if that's what the bad guy did? James Vida just kept giving him tippers instead of wailing <laughs> on his nuts. You know what's funny is you know we called those in my school, but dick taps. Oh, okay. So not clever at all where I'm from. It was just <laughs> I tap your the, dick the balls there. Well, we had a teacher named Dick Taps, so we didn't want to confuse anyone. And boy, did he encourage us. He was a good teacher. Yeah, he was real rough. Uh Got a lot of uh, got a lot of F's from him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> We're talking grades, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that I was, was a terrible, terrible student. Terrible student, but man, yeah. I did love him, and he had tender arms. Yeah. R.I.P. Dick Taps. Yeah. See you in the future. R.I.P. Dick Taps. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Dick Taps. Um, it's coming in for Dick Taps, guys. We we're raising money to remember Dick Taps. None of the money goes to the family. This is all going to us so that we can drink and I know obviously tell anecdotes to each other, but more on that later. Um Nathan, where are you in the songwriting division? Um I'm I'm putting together about the third iteration of it, you know, of bouncing off of what you're saying. I'm not gonna lie, people. Pat Max, I am not gonna lie. You did not give me the uh you didn't give me the bare bones of a hit when when i read through those notes again i really it really dawned on me how insufficient those were and how i might have been mistaken when i had made the assumption that you had a finger on the pulse of the people <laughs> well hold on i think that there's lots in there that you know you can you can go off of um, maybe maybe when it came to the Starship Troopers, you should have asked, you know, and we should have asked you, would you like to know more? And you could have, like, you know, asked more. Because we didn't even, we talked about, like, the brain bug briefly. You know, the the other bugs cutting that reporter in half. We did not talk about the fire bugs or the butt bugs. Well, there's a lot of bugs that we didn't talk about. Is that what you need to make a hit? I, I think so, no. yeah. I, I really do think and, so. Uh, I think it's important. No, no, that's, I think Pat's right. I did leave last 10 minutes ago with that same thought. Like, I think we need more. Um, 
or just something different. Uh, because, it, you know, Pat and I could talk about that every day, but it's something you don't have this visceral reaction to. You're not going to, you're not going to like, you know, the creative juices aren't going to flow the same way as it would if you had seen those movies when you were, you know, 12 years old. But, you know, you know what the, you know what champions say? Champions say this, Nathan Sharp. They go, you win with what you got. Understand what I'm saying? Uh, you're, you're, you're starting QB. He might be out for this game. You know what a champion does? They win with what they got. Hear me? Got Winners win go home and got. bang the prom queen. That's right. And the losers, um, Connor, they pretend they're Sean Connery in a movie. Uh, not sure about that, but uh, we'll, uh, that could be, you know, fodder for next week's episode. Sean Connery. <laughs> no. The movies of Sean Connery? Yeah. That's <laughs> what cops do to thieves. I'm not Spanish. I'm Egyptian. You can always <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> My favorite part of Islander is definitely worth talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, but is this always going to be a movie podcast? I think it, it could easily be. Pat and I have seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of strong takes and dumb stuff. I, you know what? I care deeply about music too. Yeah, I don't know how much I'll be able to because there's a very limited subset that I'll be able to, uh, you know, contribute to. I mean, I, I know a lot of music, but uh, in terms of like the way that you look at music, I look at it differently, which could be a good thing. I was gonna say, it's not but bad. It, you know, probably the bad thing. What about it's geography? Okay. Uh, geography is a topic. Yeah, that's true. We could also do like pre-calc. There's potent, some interesting stuff in there. Potent potables. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Well, Anal what do you cover? <laughs> what do you need from us, nasty Nathan Sharp? What I um, need. Here's what I need from you. Do we need I need. I need. Um. It sounds like you want to do a reset. No, here's what I want to do. I don't need anything from you. We're gonna we're gonna do this and we're gonna go hard. But what I need from you, aside from nothing else, is I need I need I need something from deep down inside of you. I need I need you to tell me your innermost desires when you watch um like a Starship Troopers or a uh, or a Daniel Craig getting his nuts wailed on James Bond movie, you know. What's the what? What is it? What's it that gets filled in you? That's what I want to know. Well, I think that can be answered by you know. There's that line in uh, Tombstone where where they're talking about uh, that guy. He's like he's got a hole right through him. Now, poor, poor soul, he was just too high strung. And then the other guy says at some point like he's like you know through him. I think I got the same thing, you know, and uh, watching other people's, you know, strain, that makes me feel better about me. I'm like, <laughs> look at that guy. He's in pain while I sit in comfort. And just watch. You know? So, like, just feel, I feel good about myself by comparison. I'm not getting, you know, burned to death by a fire bug or, you know, sucked out into the cold vacuum of space by a butt bug. You know, it's just there's a lot of good so, stuff. So do you feel bad when they succeed? Oh yeah, when the end when they end and things go well, I hate turn, it. I turn it off. Yeah, third, third act, turn it off. Yeah, right. I want to see people struggle and fail, and you know, for most for most good stories, that's two thirds of the movie, right? 
failure, the struggle. It's the first two thirds. And then I turn it off right before triumph. Now the rising action, a lot of times things keep getting put on them. They keep getting, things get harder and harder and scarier and scarier. And then right before, you know, Tolkien would call it the U catastrophe right before that. I, I turn it off. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Smeagol somehow save the day. Spoiler alert. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see it all burned down. You know. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones season eight. Like it was just such mm. a mess. It was like the the writers themselves and the directors themselves were kind of committing Harry Carey. They're like, we're taking this ship down with us, and it was so fun to watch that and feel good about myself. You know. Yeah. That's a funny word, Harry Carey, right? Yeah, right. Especially, especially for Cubs fans. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Harry Carey is what I've heard before, but I, I just have always thought it was a funny word because you think that kid grew up and all of his friends made fun of him because he was a form of Japanese suicide. Yeah. It's like, are you going to commit seppuku, Harry Carey? <laughs> And he was just like, oh, I drive. Why yeah. my parents sent me to a private school? These kids know so much about Japanese culture. It is back, back, back. <laughs> Caught by the second baseman. That thought yeah. is way back, back, back in my subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, uh, I mean, he did die by killing himself. Did he? With a knife. Disavowed, uh, yeah, no, he disavowed. no, that's not true. It's <laughs> ironic, but it's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that Alanis Morissette song. Yeah, I really do think. Yeah, oh. dude, dude looks like a lady. <laughs> Man, oh, music podcast. The music, the the audio files out out there really dig it. Right, I do like that. Anyone that has any understanding of 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 movies is like these guys have the barest boned understanding of these movies and any audiophile any like real actual musicians like ugh, these guys are not good at music but we're fine not we're struggling. good at music i think that's part of the charm i like how there's there's genres for that now you know how they, they make sub genres and then there's like these sub genres of sub genres that's like not good at music so there's like hip hop you and you're not good at music. It's like lo-fi. And then, you know, you got your, yeah. oh, I, uh, I want to play rock and roll music. And you're like, oh, I'm not good, though. Garage rock. Like, and it's like, yeah, that's actually a good idea. You turn the garbage into a virtue. Like, yeah, no, I like I like this idea. Like anti-folk is just bad songwriting. But like, yeah. they, they like turn it. So it's like, no, we're quirky. We're, we're doing it on purpose. It's like, well, you're kind of just garbage. It's like, no, don't you understand? There's a duet. Hipster dude and some nerdy hipster girl, and maybe they like each other. Probably not, though. Hipsters don't know how to love. But, like, um, <laughs> yeah, lo-fi, anti-folk, you know, garage. We could definitely – I don't know if there's something like that for podcasts, but we definitely should pioneer, like, avant-garde podcasting or, you know, lo-fi podcast. But that's the thing is that – I think what we're doing, except for everything Nate's doing, is off the cuff. And avant-garde stuff is very not off the cuff. Like, it may seem like it is, but there's definitely something that the director's thinking, or the, you know, whoever's making this piece of garbage, that that glides these two things together. But, you know, you got to really look for it. With us, I think it- we, we take, you know, no pride in preparing for anything. 
I don't want to. I think you'd be. I, I think you'd be it. unhappy if I showed you my notes. Just how much I actually. I know it sounds like I. You know, nothing I really say lands or really any line of thought is cogent, right? But like that doesn't mean that I haven't prepared for hours before I come. And I, I could show you my notes. It, it looks very much like an exact replica of the Unabomber's uh, manifesto. Um, and I rewrite it every day. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't trying and getting ready for this podcast by rewriting his manifesto. Here's the uh, thing. I work very hard, is what I'm saying. It's That's good to hear that. What I, what I do then. Yeah, I don't spend much time. I know, I'm not a good note taker. Like, I, I started trying to take notes, and then I would just get too, like, involved. I think my ADD would kick in, and I would just, like, I'd still listen, because I feel like I'm a, you know, okay, uh, you know, I'm present when I'm listening. But... I just have not been able to like take good notes in this, and that's not okay. good. Hey, do you ever feel like someone's one-upping you when you're like, I have ADHD, or I have, AD, I have ADD, and they go, I have ADHD. Do you ever feel like they're like trying to like, like, oh, yeah, you think you got to? Hmm? Look what I got. Is that what you're doing right now? Oh, I don't have it. <laughs> I have, there's nothing wrong with my brain. I'm great. Um, but uh, do you think people – Know, more intense, you know, pyramids hmm. are trying to like show you up ever. Um, you think it's like an OCD thing? Like, my OCD says I have to be the best at everything, so I must one up you. Yeah, um, like, I've never like, experienced it directly. But okay, it's probably a thing that someone has done, right? Like, someone with OCD is like, I have to, you know, open and close my door four times. Then another person with OCD is like, that's nothing, I have to turn this light on 15 times, or I think someone's gonna die. And like they just keep upping yeah. the number of things they have to like turn on and off. Or, yeah. And the real problem all along up. is that they're uh, they're obsessive about one upsmanship. That's their own. They actually don't do that. Yeah, they, they, they don't wash yeah, their OCD. hands at all. <laughs> yeah, their only their only OCD thing is that they can't be one upped. Like I have OCD. It's like, what's your problem? It's like, oh yeah, it's definitely mine's worse. Oh. Yeah, that's probably a thing. And if uh, two people ever get caught in that infinite loop, you know, sayonara. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, Nate, you asked uh, about, uh, you know, what what do we crave while watching these movies? Yeah, I uh, want to know what you crave. And, I mean, I've, I, I, I don't think I have my finger on the pulse of people when it comes to this. I would really, uh, I like being a fly on the wall. Uh, I when I feel really immersed in a movie, uh, that's a really enjoyable experience. Uh, I think I would crave to be like a character or a bystander in a movie. Not like a, not anyone who has to perform or is expected to like move the plot along, but like someone on the beach when Daniel Craig is climbing out of the water and just like sees this all happening. But like, is always present, like at the casino in Casino Royale. Yeah. I'm casino goer number five, not even high enough to be credited. But and still someone to pre- to witness all the action. And I'd like to be the guy in the passenger hand seat when uh, in Boogie Nights when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, I'm a fucking idiot! I'm a fucking idiot! And he's just crying in the car. I'd like to be the guy just sitting next to him as the camera pans out. Like, it kind of zooms in on his face as he's crying. Wasn't that Mark like, Wahlberg? 
Oh, well, he, 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 he comes on to Mark Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg's like, what the hell? And then uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, his heart breaks and he's in the car and the camera slowly pans in on him. And he's just like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. And it's a like, great, great, it's a great scene. And I'd really like it if they just slowly panned over and there was just somebody in the car with him like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what was that? And then oh, the scene ends. I thought you were saying you wanted to be someone with a huge penis. Okay. I was like, oh, real original, Pat. <laughs> no, no. You no. don't want to be Mark Wahlberg. Got it. Okay. No, no. Yeah. That's not, not for me. I just want to hang out with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Too late. Yeah. That's my fault. Um, that's, you know. What do what are you were you turned off by these movies? Did no, I was sure? hot for Starship Trooper. He I just want to know. Good I just want to like I Good know what I'm hot this. for. I want to know what everyone else is hot for. So um let's see. Yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. going to put this watch, here. Did you watch Showgirls? How many times have you watched Showgirls? Uh only once. Oh, I mean, so more I actually I haven't thought. seen all of it. Do you, have you noticed that Showgirls is pretty much the same plot as um, Saturday Night Fever 2? No. Is that... Because no Saturday one... Saturday Night Fever 2 is... Uh, oh, it's John Travolta, uh, Saturday Night Fevering again. It's Staying Alive, right? Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, that's the one. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I think they, they just were like, huh, what could we call this? That was part of the first movie. That'll make it really resonate. Oh, that, was the, that was the movie that actually called it Electric Boogaloo. Because yeah. you know how like every comedy Breaking comedy... Break Two. You're thinking of Breaking Two. Oh, okay. Breaking. Uh, Pat, is this are you, is this a dog whistle for all your uh, patriots out there? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh not... god! All right, you guys. <laughs> I have garbage material here, and I want to get it out. So we can get on with this conversation. We can end this horrid podcast. And I can blame you for my own deficiencies in figuring this out. That sounds good. I want this to last forever. Yeah, I was going to say. This song is called Blood. You won't pick hair. You 
on a time machine I'm selling do-overs Come by my good heaven The people want blood The people want blood They want you in the tank You want a death race This is a firefight This is a hip parade I think we need more Let the blood pour I am a growing brain That bleeds blood and rains The people want blood Three words we expected This is hot a man It must be delivered Come give us a hand He's got a hole right through him Fellas, hella scum. I feel good right now. I wanna get some. The people want blood. The people want blood. Double and fail. Double and fail. Double and fail. Struggle and fail. Struggle and fail. Digging on the beach with Daniel Craig, he's sitting in the water, cold and wet. Digging on the beach with Daniel Craig, he's laying in the back sand, cold and wet. Wailing on his nuts, looking at his face, I'm loving every minute. The house is packed in this place, sitting on the beach, watching Daniel Craig, he's lying in the water, bloody cold. The people want blood And a little further it's true He takes his lips for me and you The people want blood That's, that's enough of that. Listen, that can't be salvaged. It's unsalvageable. So you're going to play it again? It's yeah, unsalvageable. We're going to play it again. <laughs> no, we're not going to play it again. We're fine. Did you record it, though? No, it's been recorded now. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right. So first thing I want to know was that starship troopers playing in the background that was absolutely all starship troopers playing in the background there's a lot of good lines in that movie yeah yeah and by a lot i mean like uh, five no more they're all well, there i just want to know if i need to contact my lawyer for um, legal purposes gotta uh, contact uh, yeah, that so lawyer uh, yeah <laughs> james renwick manship senior that's my good lawyer. lawyer name yeah, yeah I, I know um so yeah, also award yeah <laughs> I'll uh yeah, I'll get him on the horn. Uh okay, so um first thoughts. Uh I think that this would be really successful 
with a really high concept music video. Um, there was a lot of garbage that like came out in the uh, like the late '90s, early 2000s that were like categorically terrible songs, but they had like really uh, high concept music videos that people remembered. Like, mm. uh, for example, like uh, Stacy's mom. You remember that song? Yeah, that's some highbrow. Uh, yeah, wild music video. Yeah, that. But that song is like garbage when you hear it on the radio. But like, you, you hear that, Fonz Wayne? Fucking come yeah. at us! Yeah, uh, they. Uh, but that, like, that music video is obviously, you know, got got a lot of pulp to it. You know, it's it's definitely memorable. Uh, it's something we can all relate to. But obviously, I don't want you to make your music video about that <laughs> the same. But well, uh, I think I think it, there, if there was a really high content music video that people could connect it with, I think that would be something that could be a hit. Yeah, I mean, if we made the whole music video about, like, fucking a MILF, I think there is something to that. Um, I think, you know, that would be the only... Sex would be the only way to kind of, like, spackle over the way this song feels and sounds. I agree with that. Yeah, you uh, think we could... I think maybe, like... Hmm. You can keep going. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear where you're coming from. You know, like, uh, think about uh, that that Chris Isaac song. And uh, yeah, yeah, wicked the, game, same thing. Yeah, that's the one, wicked, wicked game. Uh, and so you know, nice black and white film noir type music video. Uh, we get a nice Daniel Craig lookalike in there, just sort of rolling around. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sorry. No, I think it's good. It's good to make these things more high concept. I mean, the original, the original intent of this song was to have a lot of, um, of scary, uh, um, you know, harm vocal harmonies going on in the background and have, uh, have, have, have triggers of, of different, you know, different lines from horrifying movies that are in the public domain now. Um, but due to lack of time, I slapped together some Starship Troopers quote with a backbeat and, um, wrote some garbage and played it. And you yeah. know what? I think the people will buy this. And here's why. Rich people. Rich people will buy it. Okay. Like you said. We got to tap into that important demographic of rich people. This is high <laughs> concept art. Here's the deal, though. We have to put this out. This one can't be out in the digital domain. We got to put this out on like a limited edition um, eight track cassette or something. You know, something that a, oh, uh, you know, just for the audiophile crowd. Yeah, to make up for lack of demand, right? Because demand is like the cost of something. You're talking about like just simple laws of, of economics, right? Like if something, if there's a lot of something, it becomes less valuable. Right? But if there's yeah. only one of something, it's naturally more valuable. Yeah. Right. Thanks, yeah. John Maynard Keynes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you only, you know, release one, like we release the song, but we only release one single to one person. Only that one person can have it. You can crank the, uh, the cost of that one single up from like, you know, here's a $5 single to like, you know, you got to pay us. 15 
because no, there's no other. That's it. Fifteen bucks. Absolutely triple the price. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put that on our Patreon. If you want to pay us fifteen bucks, um, you can get uh, the one release version of that song. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, so I think based on the way we're describing it, it's not a hit. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> to, make up, to make up for how it sounds and feels, and the lack of demand, to, yeah, and the lack of demand, it's not a hit. I mean, I here's, normally I'd fight you on this. I agree that this song isn't a hit. I mean, here's the thing, okay. though. Let's let's go over these notes again. Let's just go over go over what there was to work with. Um, horny Diane Reem. Oh, I messed up my NPR line. I don't know what notebook that one was on. Oh, I never said Fusha. So here it is for you all now. Fusha. Um, Robocop, hyper-violent star- cartoons, Starship Troopers, uh, Hellscape, People Want Blood, um, Sting, I Dream of Rain, LA, LA. I might have been responsible for that one. And the Hellscape. Two of the things that you said, you didn't even put in the song. You said Hellscape. Said oh, hellscape. Th- this is a Hellscape. He, I he said, said Hellscape. And I Dream of Rain, LA, LA. Listen to this. And I Dream of Rain. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a weird little dance number um, or a Phantom of the Opera run. This just kind of like shoved into the song. Like it's just it's so out of place when that when that happens. And here's the thing though. You think I'm gonna make fun of you for that, but I'm not. Okay? Here's what I want. That is unique and that grabbed me because I was, you know, barely paying attention, and then all of a sudden bop ba came through, okay? And all of a sudden my ears went, Hey, wait a minute, that's different, that's new. I don't think it goes perfectly into the song. It definitely feels crowbarred in, which is fine. Actually, but you're wrong, I'm Pat, because the rest of the song was crowbarred on to that. That's you're fine. getting your crowbars all misdirection. Yeah, yeah that's fine. You think I'm gonna make funny for it, but I'm not. I'm gonna encourage you to do that more in the future. Because I think it was a worthy failure. Okay? I think it was a good try, and you should keep trying, but it was definitely out of place. Max, how did you feel about that run? Uh, which, which one? What's the one? Hey, can you play that for us? Oh, just the... You said yeah. run, I didn't know what you meant. I, like I said, not too hip with all the terms. Uh, yeah, definitely felt uh, like you just thought of it. Um, oh, <laughs> fuck you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was catchy, though. That's one of the most catchy musical things you've done on this show. It kind of sounds think. like a like a beat to like a tango or like a, you know, one of those uh, ballroom dances. Like Mort- Morticia Adams oh, is yeah. like freaking on Definitely. some guy to that song. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She's freaking on M. Bison. He's all like, to me, it was Tuesday. Hey, and like, na- quick, name another Raul Julia movie. Um, right. There's Adam. Pat, you're cutting out. Oh, no. So that, all right, I'll name all the Adam Raul Julia movies you want. Um, cliffhanger. Was he in that? <laughs> Yeah, Raul Julia. I think you got I, you cut out when you were naming them. Go ahead. What did you say? You're talking to me? 
Yeah, I, you said them, but you cut out when you said them. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I said there were three. There's uh, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values, and then uh, Street Fighter, the movie. Yeah, I think as I asked the question, I'm like, shit, I can't. I don't think I can name any more either. Well, he's great. One of our American heroes, honorary Oscar, probably. Yeah, and to think that he wrote James and the Giant Peach. The guy's a yeah. He's a he's it's amazing what he can do. Roll Dahlia. <laughs> Such a dumb joke. Sorry. Yeah, All right, that's um, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'll say this. I, I appreciate the effort, and I think you should continue to try and add little – because that was a cool little interlude. Um, and I could see, you know, I could see a Morticia Adams just dancing to it, you know. And um, the weird thing was, you know, you still try to throw in some Death Parade stuff in there. Don't think I didn't hear that. Death Race? Talk about yeah. Death Race, right? Yeah. I say. Death you said parade. Death Parade because I replaced the word race with parade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, smart. That's what yeah. smart people do there. Yeah. Good substitutions. I, <laughs> I caught it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing, Pat. I'm going to blame you for all of this. I know you're, you're delivering uh, positive, constructive criticism, but this is how this, this is how I feel. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> the list of grievances. Pat, you recommend. <laughs> hey there. Hey there, Nate. Start with a hook. So I spend my time thinking, ooh, sweet desert rose. What's that scale, you know? And then I'm like going in that scale and I'm like. No, I said don't oh, is that, is that what that's from? And oh. so I'm doing that. And so you like make a hook and I'm thinking sweet desert rose. So I think that. And then you're like, here's what everyone else does. Nate, they, they shoehorn a whole song around one thing. And it's really just one idea they have. And they just throw in garbage. And I was like, okay, let me try that. You switch from that scale to like a doo-wop scale. Well, like then, then I thought I had to sing, and I didn't want to like, you know, I'm try- it's kind of late here. I'm not trying to go crazy and sing like, LA, LA. so I'm like, oh, I got to sing some words. So, you know, naturally here, I'm going I'm going from a nice E, like the, it's like the reverse freaking harmonic minor. I don't know what you call this thing, but, you know, I'm going from this, but it's like, oh, it's centered around E. So then I'm like, oh, let's go to A, because that's what you do there. And then I'm like, oh, shoo-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-doo-boo. <laughs> and then and then oh I'm and then I'm like okay and then every you know you just gotta go back to the the people want blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my fault. Oh man. Well, so, you know what though? Here's the thing. Not a success. But, not a success. Uh, not a hit. But here's the thing. Now we know. What doesn't work? This is a good, right? This is good. We, this is like Edison trying to make the light bulb. We have found one that wasn't right, but we have an avenue and we have a vein to mine. Okay, so <laughs> I would say, good on you. Swing and a miss. Do you think Thomas Edison was like really close to inventing LEDs, and then he just sort of like fucked something up, and he's like, oh, that doesn't work. And he's like, yeah, oh, let he me was just... going to make LEDs, but he accidentally uh, wrote 
uh, Desert Rose, which was an issue, and eventually uncovered by Sting in so 1999. So I was, was listening to this Sting hit. album, too. And by this Sting album, I mean just Desert Rose and looking at the picture on the front of Brand New Day by Sting. And like the even the album name, Brand New Day, is like very, it says exactly what it is. It's like, here's our hot adult <laughs> contempo comeback album. It's like very much stamped. It was very of that, and that's what we're trying. Wasn't there to do another here. song in that album? Uh, so I'll, I, I got to make a apology to the listener. Um, there is one. I I was thinking of Sting's 1993 release album, which I forgot the name of, which is not the same thing as Brand New Day. So the one was in 1993. One was in 1999. 97 i can't remember when it came out but i was wrong my mom doesn't have the uh desert rose album she has the 93 album and that one song i was talking to talking to you guys about with that weird interlude where there's just like the devil talking that's saint augustine in hell if you ever want to listen to it and there's definitely a guy that says okay break sober <laughs> worth listening to just for that guy but uh that uh, brand new day album. Wow, there are some songs in there that I wish I could forget. Isn't there a song where he's like, a shabada Isn't there like a song that he does that in? Do you remember? I, I can't answer your question there, Pat. Those words. But I'd like to ask a question based off of this because you're saying a whole bunch of staying things that sound. Um, dramatically uncool i don't know what we can call it but do you remember being a kid and first hearing that there was like a rock star named sting and you thought that he must yeah. be cool like very cool yeah. and very like yeah. punk and i know yeah. rebellious and then, just, and then you find out his name is just because he like wore a striped shirt a lot when he was first coming up is that why i think so wow like he just like wore a striped shirt and people were like I have you sang. Oi. Oi. He was in Australia. <laughs> Probably. That's where uh, he was a foreign exchange student at the University of Adelaide. <laughs> he was always getting attacked by kookaburras. Those are Australian, right? Yep. That's, oh, yeah. that's they're the one. Yeah. All right, so we uh, decided that this is uh, not a hit, and I think uh, we feel pretty good about that. Any other thoughts before we close it out? Yeah, we all agree. Um, but yeah, I would say you failed on the nonsense exclamation. We can still get into that. You don't need to say fasha. You make up your own. That's what I was excited about. I thought you had a lot of room to like, you know, start a song with a nonsense word. I thought you'd be really into that. So we yeah. can come back to nonsense exclamation. I think that that's a that's a something that you could really capitalize on. Well, yeah, to be honest, I completely forgot to do that. So yeah, let's move it to next week. Let's bump be, it. Yeah, the nonsense needs to be you know something different and weird because that's the stuff you remember and it's, yeah. if it's if it's something someone said before then it's not nonsense so you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta find something that's incredibly unique and also very catchy so good luck yeah well i'll say this you know you you repeated four times struggle and fail and uh, i think that's kind of the what happened with this song and the writing process and uh you know really it's uh 
that's 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 kind of the theme for I'd say this entire podcast is struggle and fail. And uh, we're getting there, guys. We're trying our best. We're learning what doesn't work. You know, sometimes that's the only thing you can do. Ooh. But uh, yeah, not a hit. Man. Well, I missed my Diane Ream page. That's oh, all right. It's all bad anyway. All right, here we go. Next podcast. See y'all later. Have a good week. <laughs>